Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey, Pete. Welcome back for another episode of Because We're Strong. This week, we have the honor of welcoming Jessica Del Toro, Denver's very own Miracle Baby of Colorado. Born with pulmonary hypertension disease, Jessica is on a mission to bring awareness to pH, spread positivity, and encourage all of us Moonies to take that step and prioritize physical activity. I'm your host, Christine, and yes, my voice doesn't sound so great, but let's dive in anyway. This is the Because We're Strong podcast where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in, because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. So... Jessica, can you tell our listeners a little bit um, about like your rare journey? Uh, it sounds like you kind of started uh, young in the process, if you will. Yes, I was born in Denver, Colorado. I was in the hospital for two years, for the first two years of my life. Um, um, my 
is um, I lived in the hospital for two years. Um, I was incubated. And um, my journey started in 1983. Um, my parents were very young um, when they had me. Uh, we moved because the doctors at the time um, said it was a more life and de uh, death situation, saying that, you know, if they keep me down in Colorado, the air is too thin, you know, I would die. So um, in 1986, that's when my family, um, as my sister, my older sister, and my two parents decided that it was time to move to a better air quality. So in 1986, we moved to uh, California. You know, and this is just how good I am, I guess, at like knowing random things or geography. But like, I thought I know the high altitude, but I didn't realize like the high altitude. I don't know, for whatever reason, I guess I thought it'd be cleaner. Um, but in fact, like Denver was not a good place for you to be. So can you tell our listeners real quick a little bit about what pH is and maybe how it looks for you in your adult life? It's a type of blood pressure that affects the arteries in the lungs and the heart. That what, that's what pulmonary hypertension is. And I was diagnosed with it in 2010 in December. So I had it for 11 years now. Um, but, okay, so wait. You were dubbed the miracle baby of Colorado, which, of course, I want to touch on. That, I mean, not a title I would wish upon you, but kind of like, you know, I say it's like the the Oscars of being sick, the sick people's Oscars or whatever have you. Um, but so you were in the hospital for two years, the miracle baby, but they didn't name it PH then? Um, no, just um, I knew I was on oxygen for the rest of my life, um, but I didn't know I was that sick until probably when I got much older. Pretty much... Um, when I got into my teens. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so I have, I have like the questions are spinning, which everyone, you know, when I'm not, I'm, I'm going off script. So I love you all, but you know, I've got all the questions. So my first question is how did you get dubbed the miracle, um, child of Colorado? It was rare for a baby my age or just baby in general, to live that long. Because back then, as I know, and, you know, my years later, that was rare. Even with my condition, lungs, people passed away. Those years. So, of course, the doctors were just wonderful, and they kept me alive. And, you know, for my condition, um, you know, that's why I stood in the hospital for two years. So, you know, of course, like I said, my, my, I've got all the, all the questions, but my first two that I am trying not to brain fog guys and um, remember them all because first of all, you can't see because we're on a podcast, but like Jessica is just a ray of light. Um, she, her smile is beaming. And so this is why I say shut your video guys off because then I get so distracted, but no, I want you guys all to know just the energy that she 
uh, exudes is quite amazing. You were two years, like zero to two, right? Zero to 24 months. Um, so my two questions, I guess, are my first one is, and you can answer in any order, but how do you, that you don't obviously maybe remember those exact two years, but I'm sure that there is trauma and, you know, um, stuff there. And how is that unfolded? And my, I guess, addendum question or whatever question is that, you know, you said you had young parents that must've been so difficult for them. And, um, how is that impacted? Not only that period, but like overall that your life. Uh, um, of course, they're my backbone. They're so proud of me of how far it came. But from, you know, this little baby and being the parents, the amazing parents they are, um, you know, dropping everything to just care for this little baby is astonishing. You know, I give applause to my parents, you know, and of course my sister, you know, of the time knowing that her sister was sick i have a so i'm sorry to interrupt you but is your sister a glass child or is she also a zebra no she's she's normal (laughs) no well no they call children this so they say siblings of um like rare disease or you know chronically ill are called like glass children and like so healthy children like was your sister born with ph2 or no she was healthy I was the only one <laughs> out of the whole family. How beautifully rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us, I know it's like a big history, right? But basically like really quickly, like what you're like, how like the you're with your lungs and collapsing of your lungs and then all the way to now where, you know, you can I mean, you, you exercise three times a week, which we are going to get to, but it, it, there's a journey there. And, you know, in the whole like 20 minutes we have, I'd love for you to, just kidding, <laughs> um, just kind of go like quickly overview, like how that impacted like your teenage years, your youth, um, and how you remain so positive. Well, I can give that to my family once again for just being there. and. Part of me, oh, just you know, you know, because some people don't have that, and I'm very fortunate and very lucky to have that. And then from you know, from that, for them to supporting me from zero to all the way to you know, I'm 37 years old for 37 years, it's amazing. But um, I would say zero to I know we're getting off track, but uh, I would say zero to 15, I was on oxygen. So when I got off of oxygen at 16, I got to do, to me, it sounded normal for me, um, going to school, um, mm-hmm. going to high school and college. That to be off of oxygen, deal with something to, you know, something to be a part of. It, it, always, it was always part of me, no matter what. Um, so I got to do that for 10 years. And then, you know... When it came down to 2010, um, I wasn't feeling around the whole symptom thing, you know, you know, uh, went to the hospital and, you know, knowing that, you know, I was diagnosed with this rare disease called pulmonary hypertension, my world collapsed. But you know what? You turn a 
negative into a positive. You know, knowing I had this lung disease, you know, I still figured, you know what, I got to do what I got to do to keep these lungs and try and stay strong for my parents and my family. So, wow. I mean, I just got like goosebumps because, you know, that no, it, it does. It takes a lot. I mean, I got sick. I was not born sick. I, at 27, I know guys, you know, the story, but, um, you know, I'm, I call myself like a late bloomer and, you know, so I have this before and after, which creates a different type of, you know, grit and grind. Uh, but I feel like for you, you kind of still have a before and after in this weird way in which you, you knew a life. It was maybe a little rare, right? But like you knew a life prior to getting this diagnosis in 2010. And so you kind of like the rarest of the rarest of the rarities when it comes to allowing, I've never heard someone who have, has had the both experiences, if that makes sense. Yes. So yeah, like how did you, I guess, find the strength within yourself to to do to quote you said get the your lungs strong. So like, how did you find the strength to prioritize that? Well, back in 2016, which would be five years ago, and um, that same year was very hectic, very surreal because I was in a hospital three times in one year. Um. Of course, we're seeing we're just like, hey, we're sick. Pretty much tell me to pretty much not see the light, but try to relax. Okay, not relax, but like more hit reality, like, hey, your your lungs are this, you know, pretty much. Tell like me. you have to slow down kind of? Yes. Yeah. And wait, can, I'm sorry, can you remind our listeners, how old are you when you're being told to slow down? Um, More like not slow down, but more just like hit reality. I think I was, oh my gosh, I want to say, let's see, 2016, let's see, 79, I think 35. Have you struggled to keep your medical records today? Do you carry huge binders from doctor to doctor only to find out you don't have what they need? Trust me, I get it. And for a long time, I pushed off the dreaded task of organizing my medical records. But procrastinate no more, people. Consolidoc is a real game changer. Consolidoc helps me collect and manage all of my medical information using one portal. Awesome, right? Well, it gets better. Once you have an account, you can submit as many record requests as you would like. And it gets better. Each one of these requests takes less than 30 seconds and poof, you're done. That's right. You heard me. You are done. The Consolidoc team takes care of the rest. And the best part? Monthly subscriptions start at $10.99 for adults. I know. Is this real life? Having access on the go to all my medical records has allowed me to concentrate less on the paperwork and more on my wellness journey. So don't waste another moment. Head over, start taking control of your records your way at Consolidoc.com. Can I just say, you just said 2016, and um, again, I got, you know, all the body feels because my, like, before and after is in 2016, so I always find it funny, these special connections I have, I find that the universe brings, like, to the podcast and to, um, 
into this space, right? Like, because it sounds like even somebody who was the miracle, you know, Denver baby still had like this space that they didn't know existed, right? Like this other space. And that's, um, that's incredible. So yeah, what, what did you decide to do? I mean, 35 living your life? Um, pretty much. Well, of course, I was in a rehab to build my lungs, of course, because um, through the process, two years after I got diagnosed, that's when I was introduced by my pulmonologist at the time to saying, hey, your lungs are no good. Um, You should be thinking about a transplant, lung transplant. Wow. I, okay. I was like, okay, um, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> um, but overall, you know, the reality set in those years. And I was like, okay, yeah, of course I'm going to need it. And I need to get strong for it, right? So mm-hmm. um, that year in 2016, I got on the lung transplant list, even though I was sick three times in one year. Yeah. And I also called my trainer at the time, which I still keep in contact with. Her name's Kelly Frederick. She's a personal home trainer. And I called her one day and I was like, hey, um, I need your help. Um, as a friend and, uh, you know, a patient, I need your help. I need to get stronger. I need to build muscle if I want to be on this transplant list and, you know, pretty much, you know, hit the pavement. I got to get real with it. You know, I got to do this if I want to be on the list. So she contacted me, you know, with all that. And we started, uh, she started training me in, in home at my house. Wow. So... You know, what, well, a few, few things. Hey, Kelly, if you're listening to this, are you still in business? Because, like, I'm, like, I'm looking, I'm sure a bunch of other Spoonies could use that. So I'm going to, if she's still in business, I'm going to link that down in the show notes for you guys. That's a great resource. I'm always about finding different resources. Um, but what keeps you doing it? What keeps you motivated, like, to, I mean, when we got on this call, I literally said to myself, like, oh my gosh, like I had not felt like I've wanted to exercise in a very long time. And something about the way you're, you were projecting it made me feel like, yeah, I could do this. It's like, how, so how does that work for you? How does that, how do you get out of bed on the days that are not so great, but you got to get moving? I say to myself, do I really want this? How bad do you want it? And I can do it for myself because no one else is going to do it for me. And I got to do it for these lungs to keep them in shape and just to keep getting stronger and knowing one day that call is going to come and I'm going to be ready. And I've been ready for five years, but I'm going to continue working out considering a high pH. (laughs) So, okay. So, you know, um, let's let's connect the dots a little bit because I think I even missed this. And when you say, I thought you were like, you know, how bad you want it, how bad you want just like to live your life, but there's higher stakes here. Yes. You're you're waiting on a transplant list. Like yeah. this is so can you talk a little bit about like what that's like and how you how you stay the person you are when you know you are waiting day by day by a call like I could never even wait for my grades on my report card so like like 
the fact that you're able to, I'm not saying it doesn't take work and that, you know, you don't have your days, but, um, right. Like instant anxiety over here and you're over here smiling. And like I said, that doesn't mean you don't have it or anything. I know, but, Oh, there's some days. (laughs) We all have them and that's, but, um, just based on your presence, I can tell that, you know, you're doing what you need to do to keep your mental health healthy. healthy. Yes. And what does that look like for you? Um, well, of course, day one, when I did go on the list, I was very anxious. (laughs) Um, because in my mind, I was like, it's gonna come now. Wait, when is it gonna come? (laughs) Because, you know, in reality, you know, your blood, lungs, all the testing, um, of course, your and see how, see how your and you could wake up to six months and and write, but still on the list, no, you know, you know, you set of lungs for me, and that comes with its own set of. Once you, right, like once you get that call, right, there's this relief. Yeah. But there must be then, then the sudden thought of like, okay, like there's a huge, there's a whole another huge part, right, to, to this journey. And do you think about that at all? Or, or do you try to keep, keep very, you know, centered in the present? I, back then I was on the list, which I am. So I'm just saying that here, I was just like overwhelmed you know anxiety but now I'm just like I'm more calm about it I know that one day I will get and keeping definitely exercising that is my motto that's what keeps me going and that's what keeps me grounded really and then of course my family the support of my family so I'm more better at it than I was back then so on that note, you know, Jessica, you're a patient advocate, you know, you're trying to raise awareness. Um, what would you tell someone who has just been diagnosed with pH, but essentially it doesn't have to be pH, right? Like with any lifelong chronic um, condition, what what would be your passing wisdom or thoughts for them? Say um, my goal is to spread awareness about being physical fit means a lot to me, and I'm sure for them um, as a pH patient to encourage such as themselves um, to do a physical activity every day or if they can, and if I can do it, they can do it, Jessica. Where can people find you to like connect with you if maybe they need an accountability partner or, you know, just to follow what your journey is and your story? Um, they could follow me on IG. Um, my IG thing is a uh, bone spider or they could find me on Facebook. Jessica Del- And friends, as always, I'm going to go ahead and link all that good stuff in the show notes so you can go ahead and give Jessica a follow Um, trust me, she's a ray of light. You do not want to miss. Um, Jessica, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners, um, who are out there maybe struggling? Oh, try to, um, live your life. Um, I know what's, I love that. 
<laughs> and I know like, I do. I, I literally love that. And be positive. I know right now and then last year is very hard, but being positive and having strength, knowing there's a way better light out there than just right now. Oh my gosh. I, I love that so much. And I swear, I feel like that was the message I needed for my own personal soul. Oh, I feel so much lighter. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Jessica. It was a pleasure. I'm so excited to continue to um, follow your journey, collaborate with you, and, you know, raise awareness for pH and all the other, you know, invisible struggles out there. So thank you. You're so welcome. As always, thank you to our listeners who tune in every week as we try to bridge the gap between rare disease and the rest of the world. Until next time, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? Become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.